Okay, we'll call this meeting to order. Roll call, Bill. Council members DeVries. Here. Harris. Here. Benson. Present. Mayor Grode. Here. We have a quorum. All right, we move on to item three, the citizen forum. This portion of the council meeting, all individuals will be allowed to address the council on subjects which are not part of the meeting agenda. So if you do come up, please state your name and uh, fill out this uh, sign-up sheet. Postcards. I'm gonna leave one for Brandon Oops. Should be three in there. Thank you for this time at this forum. My name is Derek Lynn. I'm actually from Ramsey, Minnesota. I'm working with the citizen advocate group for election reform for an open county. He's been working primarily at the county level. Basically, want to do is change our elections back to the way we did them 30 years ago. And uh, the other night I was in uh, Coon Rapids and I was in Blaine. So Coon Rapids on Tuesday, Blaine on Monday. So we're kind of making the balance of the cities, just kind of introducing ourselves. I'm not trying to talk you guys into anything. Just want to explain to you who we are and what we're doing. And by the way, the city is kind of near and dear to my heart because I grew up right down the road <laughs> by the fleet farm. So it was technically in Blaine, but I went to Centennial North Class 89. A lot of my friends were in my office, so it's good to be back. Um, we have about 15 to 20 advocates. We've been working for about 18 months. We've given 75 presentations directly to the local <coughs> uh, council members, uh, the commissioners, I'm sorry. 75 presentations, 28 people, uh, basically laying out evidence and things like that, reasons why we think we need to reform our elections. I could walk you through these cards real quick. You can look at the blue card. Uh, the first card talks about the three main problems with our elections. The first problem is we're always going to have people that are going to try to cheat. We just got to come to grips with that. That's, that's the reality of the world we live in. The second thing is no electronics are perfect. They can be had. Third thing is the current system we have today is basically a black box. You can't see anything. You can't tell what's going on. You stick your ballot in there, you go home results on the news. So those are the three problems. You can look at the next card, please. It's got the flag on it. These are the six things we're asking Anoka County to do. Secure the election judge data. data. Believe it or not, they, they farm that out. Verify registered voters. We don't even register. We don't even verify our own registered voters. A lot of that stuff comes from the state. We don't know who's in there. It's all state dependent. I could go on and on. It take a lot of time, but Validated paper ballots, paper poll books, that's a big thing. If you remember back in, I think in 2018, we went to the electronic system, you guys recall? Used to be a time when you go vote, they check you off on paper. We want to go back to that paper. We actually think a lot of the dirty work is happening in the poll books. And those poll books even advertise as a one-stop shop for everything from registration to reporting. And nobody knows what's going on inside of there. Uh, Hand-counted paper ballots. The state of Minnesota, I don't know if you guys knew this, in May passed a law saying you have to use the tabulators. Are you guys aware of that? We were trying to get rid of the, the tabulators, and the state passed a law saying you've got to use them. So we, we still want to hand count. We want to do a parallel count. We want to, we want to verify what the machines are doing. Um, and then finally, small voting precincts. 
The average voting precinct in Oakland County, we have 128 precincts, and in the midterm, it's only 1,200 people, 1,200 voters. So it's not like we have these massive precincts that people are going to And like the election came up in 23, those are, those are even smaller. Uh, the third part, there should be a gentleman on there with a hat. That's Mark Cook. He's one of the top cybersecurity experts in the country. He actually met with two of our Anoka County Commissioners. I was at that meeting. I helped set that up. And he had a 90-minute presentation. He basically told me, you can't trust these machines. You can't trust our current system. You need, you need to reform these. And, uh, so if you look at his card, too, he calls that his election ecosystem. The best way to have an election is at the local level. That's why we're here talking to the cities. We know that you guys have that joint venture, or I forget what you call it, to join something with the county. You guys actually facilitate a lot of the elections. And that's where our elections should be. They should be local. Everybody knows everybody. We should show up in person, that kind of stuff. A lot of the reforms we want to do are going to be at the state level, ultimately. But the reform movement is going to start at the local level. So that's basically it in a nutshell. You guys, I know I'm kind of catching you off guard here, but do you have any questions? So the machines, uh, you know, you go to a gas station, there's a certification sticker on, on all the pumps. So every once in a while, every year, they get certified that they're reading properly. Mm -hmm. Is there anything like that with a voting machine? And if there was, is that salt? I mean, does that help? Or are you worried about the machine may be working properly, but you're worried about how the data is transferred? Is, well, is yeah, that I mean, what I'm well, I don't know if the machine's right or wrong. I can't see inside of it. So they actually test it before and after. It's called a Perna Path. So we have 128 precincts in Norfolk County. They test four, or I think they test four of them. And they test the top two. They go in and they hand count it and they verify it. That's after the election. That's the PERV. And then they do, a, they do a test before. But again, when it comes to election day, nobody really knows what happens inside. I don't know if you guys knew this, but Europe went to the machines. So there was countries in Europe. I think France is one of them. They ended up getting rid of them. They went back to handheld. Because they wanted their, their citizens to be involved in the election. And we've got some crazy laws right now. And it's it's not anything that you guys can change. You've got 45 days to count mail and ballots. I mean, I don't have to tell you. There, a lot of those are state-level issues. But there's there's changes we can make at the local level. So that's what we're fighting for. I know I've taken a lot of time here. But are there any other questions? Thanks for your time. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Derek. Anybody else? All right. Move on to item four, you know, approval of the agenda with any changes. Do we have any changes or corrections? Kurt. We do not. Uh, we're going to have a closed session to discuss Blaine. Okay. All right. So moved. Second. Any other discussion? All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Okay, moving on to item five, information reports. Uh, anything from the airport, Kim? Next Wednesday I have a meeting. Okay. Did we have anything on the cable commission? Did he send anything in? No, I, uh, I don't think there was anything this time. Okay. So. Bill, do you have anything? Just to remind both you and Diane, Monday is your special governing board meeting. So Ninth, right? Hopefully it's a quick one. So that's all I have. Okay. Moving on to item six, letters and communications, Centennial Lakes Police Department media reports. 
pages one through eight in your packet. Um, B, Park Board Meeting Minutes, September 11th, page nine. Item C, Planning Commission Minutes, September 12th, uh, pages 10 and 11 in your packet. Item 6D, Council Workshop Meeting Synopsis, September 21st, um, pages 12 through 13 in your packet. Nothing? All right, we'll move on to the consent agenda. We'll need a motion to approve the consent agenda. Anybody? I'll that motion. Second. Okay. Any other discussion? All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. All right, moving on to action items. Eight, eight A. First reading of ordinance number 23-03, an ordinance to revise chapter 10, cannabis use prohibited in public parks. Pages 25 in your packet. Anybody have any, anything you want to bring up? Okay. Hmm? Um, so there will not be a second reading? And what does that mean that there won't be a second reading? No, there will be a second reading. You know what? I read when I wrote this, uh, Mr. Mayor, I used, I cut and pasted this from another <laughs> ordinance. And it also and talks the, about a unanimous vote, so. Yeah. Um, and that that section two, uh, there's a, a line in there that shouldn't be there. And it says what, uh, that it would be adopted after a first reading by a unanimous vote. I just had used this from a previous ordinance. And so if you took action on this tonight, we would need to amend that. But tonight, I think the plan was just to have a first reading and then some discussion with no action, unless someone wanted action scores. Um, and then we come back. So I would be happy to amend that so it, it will read correctly, whatever action is taken. Thank you. Didn't we, uh, didn't we uh, change that on Adam? Or? Yeah, that's what he's got to change. Okay. I because I thought we changed that a couple of years ago. Is it going to be unanimous? No. No, uh, it was a cut and paste. That'll be remain, that'll be remain, yeah, but we'll have to see how the vote goes. Um, so, but I'll change that to reflect whatever the actual action is. Okay. Um, since the line B talks about cannabis and yada yada, do we have to change the heading of subdivision four from alcoholic beverages to include? That was my other to make it say something different. We can do that as well. Because it's not an alcoholic beverage. So we should probably amend that to say something like alcoholic beverages and cannabis. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. <coughs> and... In um, A, it doesn't talk anything about the streets. It just talks about... It just says display, consume, and public, park right? or public ground, which, we speci which you specified or explained last meeting that public grounds meant city hall parking lot property and liquor store property... <coughs> And then park was listed separately. 
And you, you also said fire department and maintenance building. Okay, so all the, okay. Yes, but, any city building. But this doesn't say anything about the streets, which my understanding is everybody on council except me wants people to be able to smoke cannabis on the streets. Right. Right but now. this this doesn't say anything about that. It doesn't. So the way this is written right now is you would not be able to consume alcoholic beverages or other chemical substances in a public park or on public grounds. But you could uh, walk down the street and do that if it's not otherwise illegal. And it's there's no state law that says you can't smoke weed on the street. So, if you okay, so wanted that changed, we could do that. Okay, so it doesn't, this is just what A is saying what you can't do. Correct. You can't smoke it in the park, and you can't smoke it on public grounds. Okay. So then B, <clears throat> is unlawful to use cannabis flower, cannabis products, blah, 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 in public park or public grounds. I really need to understand why if we need people to be able to walk around on the streets and smoke cannabis because of their freedoms why can't they be at city hall in the parking lot why is government property excluded from that and why is a park excluded from that Park was excluded because of the kids. Okay. But kids are on streets as well, so. But you got a bigger number up there. The <clears throat> you have a bigger number of kids up there, and that's why I had them word it the way he worded it. You had them word it the way he well, worded it. Well, we had a discussion twice so far about this. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. Well. In a workshop. Yes, I understand that. And you, when it comes to voting, you have all the right to vote against it. So, if um, you don't like it. Um, I would like to ask that there's a public hearing on this before we take a vote. If that's something that could be done. Because I personally feel that the decision made has ramifications on our city. And I think the public have the right to express their concerns. Or if they want it, then they can come and tell us they want it and that they're okay with it and why. But I, I want to know from more than just us. That's what I would like. Whether or not we can have that or whether or not people want that is another question, but that is what I'm asking. We haven't had a public hearing, I believe, on any other ordinance. I don't care. I'm asking for this one. Well, if somebody were to say, we're going to start walking down the street with beer in our hands, I would want a public hearing on that as well. To me, it's no different. But I'm just one person on council. So. 
The state just made this legal. Nobody has an idea of what is going to happen. There isn't a history. Our town has 2,800 people. We're not even a square mile. And personally, I don't want to see it. I don't want to wait for things to happen. And I'm, I really am interested in what the community, how they feel about it. I, I truly am. Because I am very adamant against it. And I can't be the only one that is. <clears throat> we had discussed it, Diane. My only concern with making it uh, on the streets is how are they going to patrol this? I mean, how are you going to know if it's a cigarette or a... Or weed. So you're going to have cops stopping everybody that's got a cigarette and saying, is that weed? Well, Centerville and Circle Pines both, and we share, we are... I'm just trying to figure out how we're going to manage this. No. They have said, no, we're not going to allow it on the street. Lexington's the only one that has expressed interest in allowing it. The, the CLPD would like it if it was allowed everywhere, because then they wouldn't have to deal with it at all. But that, to me, is not a reason to not fight for the city to not have it everywhere. I think that's just, personally, I just think it, yeah, it's the easy way out, It's but it's lazy, and I, I just think, and I get it, but the state made it legal, and I get it, it could look like a cigarette, it could look like whatever. I just truly wish the community would have some input, that's all. But I'm one vote, so you guys can. I just needed to say that on the record. Well, my opinion is I believe that we should have the first reading. Well, we just had the first reading, right? So now we just need to have corrections in the second well, reading. I know, but I mean, the, the first city reading, he has to read it. Yep, he does a synopsis of the reading yes. of right. the ordinance. Yes. The proposed ordinance reads as follows. Uh, rules and regulations governing public parks and grounds, subdivision four, alcoholic beverages and cannabis. A, prohibition. No person shall possess, display, consume, or use, or be under the influence of any alcoholic beverage or any other intoxicating chemical or substance on any public park or public ground. No person shall possess, display, consume, or use non-intoxicating malt liquor or 3.2% beer in any public park or public grounds except in designated picnic areas and after issued an official permit by the city. Subdivision B. It is unlawful to use cannabis flour, cannabis products, low-potency hemp edibles, and hemp-derived consumer products as defined in Minnesota Statute Section 342.01 in a public park or public grounds. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. And can we um, put in there what you define public grounds as? Okay, uh, that's already in your code? It is. Okay. All right. Thank you. In the state code, 
No, it's in our code. It's in local code, okay. I just wanted to clarify that for Councilmember Harris. So do we uh, have another reading on this then, or what do we do? Yep, next yeah. meeting will be second reading, and then you guys will decide to adopt it or not. Okay. As it's based off the discussion tonight. Sounds good. Because on the agenda doesn't need a vote, you can just move uh, whenever you feel as chair for the next We meeting. don't need a motion? No. Nope. Action item 8B, recommendation to approve final payment number two for Dunlop Avenue Street Improvement Project in the amount of $6,153.81 to Park Construction Company. Second. Wait a minute, who was first? Benson? Benson DeRees. Any other discussion? All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? So carried. Action item 8C, recommendation to approve Anoka County 2024 agreement for residential recycling. Pages 28 to 38 in your packet. This is, am I correct, this is done every year? Yep. I'll make a motion. I'll second it. Any other discussion? All in favor? Aye. Opposed? So carried. Action item 8D. Recommendation to hire Dustin Jaunt. Jaunty to Firefighter 1. Come on, Chief. <laughs> We'll let it slide this time. Say, what's your goal? Twenty. Twenty is where we're fully staffed. So with Justin coming on board, with your permission, Evan uh, first is seventeen, and we do have two more uh, applications actually filled out. There are a couple of promising individuals that we have released. Are the signs working? I see them all over. Yeah, we're working really well. Good. I mean, we're getting a lot of calls. We've got to read through a few of them, obviously, but everything's working out. It's creating some interest. That's great. Uh, still word of mouth, um, you know, Facebook, all the different avenues that we use. Awesome. So, you know, it gives us an opportunity to, um, you know, people have a lot of questions. And instead of asking some of those questions, you're like, oh, it's not. So, how old do you have to be? 80. Is my husband really the oldest firefighter on the department now? I don't think so. He tells yeah, me I this. Couldn't, I couldn't confirm that. <laughs> <laughs> he tells me he is. <laughs> That'd be age discrimination. Yeah. Yep. I'll believe what he tells me. I'll make a motion to uh, hire us. I'll second. Any other discussion? All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Carries. Thank you very much. Thank you. 
No, I think you had to wait for paperwork from our city uh, finance director yes. in order so for him to get a start step, date. Yeah. The next thing, or the next step would be to uh, um, have him come out to the station and we'll start fitting for some, some gear. And then uh, Brenda has already set up a folder with all the hiring information and paperwork. So we'll get those stated and then I'll bring it up and we'll go from there. Beautiful. Congratulations. Hey, see you, Chief. All right, moving on to item nine, the mayor and council input. Kim? Uh, have nothing. Bobby, good to go. All's well. My fire hydrant, I see the fire hydrants are starting to be replaced. There's one on the corner by my house. They should have it done. I think they said about two weeks to do about 28 of them. So is you may... Or something for this, or is this well, we're using uh, the council at the time before you or the mayor uh, adopted a resolution to spend our... Which part of the... Oh, uh, which one? ARPA. ARPA, yeah. I couldn't remember the, the acronym. So it's the money we we're getting for, oh. for COVID. So. Got it. And it's a much needed, uh, the public works has been wanting to replace our fire hydrants forever. And so having that money geared specifically for water <clears throat> utility uh, or water infrastructure was a big boost for us, for your water utility fund. So They can do 28 in two weeks? Apparently. Who's we'll doing that? Is that, is uh, that I can't remember the contractor's name. Oh, uh, oh it's the contractor. Yep. Perkins, Perkins, Perkins okay. yeah. And they do a lot of work for us. And oh, a lot okay. of contractor, uh, they do a lot of work on our utilities in the city here. So Perkins does okay. contract. So how many fire hydrants did we purchase? 28. 28? Still doesn't cover all the ones we need to replace, but it covers a lot of them. I think uh, we have 70 total, and I can't remember exactly the, uh, but it moves us a lot further ahead than where we were oh. a long time ago. I was amazed with how expensive they are. They yep. have, and I suppose it includes the replacement, the labor, all that, but it's amazing. Yep. Yeah, and then just the replacement of having the contractor do it, it's, I think it's about $9,000 a fire hydrant, uh, and that includes the, the, main, the actual hydrant itself, right? Somewhere around there? Right. Yep. So are these new ones, are these self-drainers then? Oh, boy, I don't know. They're the ones that Travis, our water operator, said meets our water utility. Because the, most of the older ones, they have to pump out in the wintertime. So. Yeah, they might have to still winterize these. I, I don't know. The new ones don't? Are they? Yeah, so that's a good deal. Yeah, yeah. And I think uh, they did winterize the current ones. I think we were supposed to let you know that. Did they? Yep. So, Bill, just on, just to clarify, I know when this project of the Ephesians came up and they, there was some discussion about the hydrants on that property. Are mm -hmm. they responsible or are they paying Lexington to, like, winterize those? Or what happened with those? I wasn't sure what the final... In the end, on Ephesians' property, they have to take care of everything up to Restwood Avenue. So they're anything. So they need to winter. They need to pump yep, them down. They need in to do it. Have they yep. been notified? I just don't want them to freeze. Um, that's my only concern for. That's a good question. Um, Not everyone's a hydrant expert. <laughs> right. Yeah. We can certainly let them know. Well, they got that one is an older hydrant, but the other one is a 
On the other side, that's a brand new hydrant, so that's a self-drainer. I just want to make sure if they need to, they can work with public works to make sure they know how to do it or right. whoever they, they contract or how that works, just so they don't freeze. All right, um, anything else, Diane? No, that was it. I have nothing. Bill, do you have anything? No, I do not. All right, do we need to adjourn? Do we want to close session? There you go. I'll make a motion to go in close session. Oh, the attorney's got to oh. give his little... Oh, I'll do it afterwards. Yep. Okay. Second. Any other discussion? All in favor? No, he's got to... Well, we got to close so we go into the closed session, right? I don't think it matters when I read it. Oh, all right. Before we go into it, see so if you want to vote, finish your vote. Aye. Opposed? Huh. So carries. This portion of the meeting is closed pursuant to Minnesota Statute Section 13D.05, Subdivision 3B, and is permitted by the attorney client privilege to discuss the pending litigation versus the city of Blaine regarding the interconnected water and sewer systems. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. The mayor will sign your sheet now.